Welcome to Face the Climb podcast with your host, me, Jen Camille. I'm a strength coach for climbers and outdoor athletes and founder and owner of the online training business, Face the Climb. This podcast is an extension of that business, and we dive into topics all about strength training, lifting, the benefits of lifting for your climbing and your outdoor athlete pursuits. But we also dive into why lifting is so beneficial and why you should be adding strength training into your life because it's not just a phase, it is a lifestyle and the benefits go far beyond just improving your performance. If you're looking to find more information, you can check out the blog on facetheclimb.com backslash blog. And you can also give me a follow on Instagram at face the climb. Now let's dive into today's episode. Alrighty. Well, welcome back to face the climb podcast. Today we have Dr. Lexi from summit sport Cairo. Super excited for this one. Yeah. Can you just introduce yourself and tell everyone kind of what you do and who you are? Sure. Hey everyone. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm Dr. Lexi. I am a, I'm in Fairfield, Connecticut. So I'm a local uh, chiropractor, acupuncturist. I work with, you know, people from all walks of life, but largely climbers, cyclists, triathletes, uh, power lifters. So athletes that are putting a lot of load on their body all year round, um, in those, uh, capacities and through injury and through maintenance and health and, um, trying to help people really hit that top end of their performance. So how long have you had your own practice summit sport Cairo? Uh, almost two years, just about two years since I branched out on my own. Ooh, that's super exciting. Mm -hmm. Do you love it? Do you love having your own thing? (laughs) Yeah. You know, just like anything else, there's always a pro and con, but overall I really like, like being able to, uh, structure patient care by my own, by my own way. Mm -hmm. Um, running a business is really something. (laughs) It is. It is. I agree with that. Yeah. But anyway, so today we're going to be talking about rehab versus training, because I think there some people do get kind of confused with that. And then also recovery, which is absolutely huge. And everyone really, really does need to recover. Um, mm-hmm. So if we want to start off, we'll start off with rehab versus training, which obviously you probably help with rehab being a chiropractor. Do you see people getting confused between what rehab is versus training or like people are like, yeah. yeah. And I think there's also like an overlap in all of those categories, rehab versus training and recovery, the different types of recovery. And uh, I had this conversation with uh, a friend yesterday, Mm -hmm. like by license, I guess by degree, I'm a chiropractor, but I, my specialization goes like beyond that, like a sports Mm -hmm. medicine specialist, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sports medicine specialist. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's so weird to define yourself, right? Yeah, it is. Um, So rehab versus training. Uh, In the most basic way that I could say it is that rehab and training follow the same guidelines, follow the same, like your muscles and your brain, your nervous system, your body doesn't change the way that it works based on how you define what you're doing, based on if you Mm -hmm. call it rehab or training. So it's the same parameters. You're just at a different point, you may have a soft tissue or a bony injury, whatever it may Mm -hmm. be, Mm -hmm. but the like strength and conditioning or the rehab guidelines remain the same. So Mm -hmm. it's really the same thing, just a different starting point, but we do have to take certain amount of like loads, percentages and recovery Mm -hmm. time into um, situation to consideration 
if we're dealing with a certain type of injury. Completely. I and you can totally be going that, yeah. through rehab and train at the same time. Yes. Just what are you training? How are you training? And then what does your recovery look like? I think people definitely lose sight of that where they get an injury and they're like, I got to stop completely. And yeah. that's definitely where like seeing a professional is helpful. So then you're able to get a protocol that you right. can rehab and you do have correct loads because I don't know if you could go into like, obviously some injuries do require rest, <laughs> uh, but what happens if you get an injury and you just don't do anything? And then like two months later, you're like trying to Why hop does right my back elbow into it. Still yes, hurt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have this recurring elbow injury. Is yes. it recurring or did it never go away? Um, so totally some injuries require more rest than others. Um, no, everybody is different. We have different constitutions and we have different baseline strengths yes. depending on where you are, when certain things happen. Um, and a lot of these things, like you mentioned, Jen, are why I don't like giving broad sweeping. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, if any of you have seen my Instagram, people are like, why don't you like post this stuff? I'm like, ah, you know, there's yes. all different, there's different. Yes. <laughs> people out there. And if I post like, I don't know, do this for your low back pain. I'm just going to be real personally. I'm going to be like, Oh no. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different. And there's, it's mm-hmm. such a complex area, complex structure. Um, but it's human nature to be a poor reflection on ourselves, which is why I think it's really important if you have an injury and it's more than being sore, mm-hmm. if it doesn't self-resolve as an athlete, if it doesn't self-resolve in a couple of days mm-hmm. to, you know, get an opinion from someone that you trust that understands your sport, your load and where you are um, to structure that kind of rehab, because there's these concepts in uh, sports medicine, really in any kind of physical medicine Mm -hmm. that your body adapts to the load that you put on it. Bones, Wolf's law, your bones adapt to the load that you put on it. And same thing with soft tissue. They adapt to the load that you put on it. Mm -hmm. So by taking full rest after an activity, your body cannot adapt and change and strengthen Mm-hmm. And when you come back to whatever type of training you were doing that perhaps caused that injury, it is much more likely that it, that injury will resurface than if you were rehab slash training. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. <laughs> Bring that strength. <laughs> yep. <back>. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, that makes absolutely complete sense. And hopefully that kind of clears up for people of why when you get an injury, it is so important to see a professional because the answer is usually not just don't use it. Right. So and you have to find how to use it. Yes. What percentage of your output, mm-hmm. what types of load, not only for that physical gain, but also to stay out of a fear avoidance. Mm-hmm. Like we're all hearing pulley pop, tendon oh, injury, yeah. mm-hmm. lumbrical strain. And one thing I really want to emphasize with my patients is so that you're not afraid of pockets. You don't mm-hmm. avoid crimps for the next five years. Yep. We want to increase your physical strength and maintain that mental capacity to say, yeah, yeah, I'll do that dead point to the crimp. I can. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Mental, the mental aspect of it is huge as well. So that is key. That's great that you talk to your uh, patients as well with that. And I think that's a good segue into recovery with climbing because here we are, we're talking about injuries and it's not always the scenario to rest, but there is 
recovery. <laughs> that right. is a huge, that is a huge aspect of training is recovery. Oh and, yeah. And people completely forget about that, especially when they first start training. People are like, oh, I'm going to start training, go like four or five days a week. And it's just like, no. <laughs> and then, oh, weird. You get an injury. <laughs> right. Right. As oh, we're just talking about <laughs> that's so strange. I have mm-hmm. no idea why that happened to you. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So so let's expand on that. Why yeah. why is recovery so important in that scenario? Yeah. So um some of you, I know Jen, you're familiar with the way I like to frame this. Mm-hmm. I like to call it the difference between acute and chronic recovery, and they totally Mm kind of interweave and fall into each other. So the concept being um, acute recovery is what you do right after your session, five minutes, half an hour within that first day. So those are your daily habits around a workout. Do you have a cool down routine? Do you stretch? Do you have any kind of modalities that you use at home? Or do you go see somebody I don't mm-hmm. care if it's someone like me, me, massage therapist, when you mm-hmm. know you are in a, a max load session, um, you get acupuncture, do you get adjusted? Do you ride your bike to the gym? So your bike ride home is a cool down, anything mm-hmm. like that, that takes you out of the sympathetic, puts you in parasympathetic drive and helps your body go into more of a, a cool down, a relaxing state mm-hmm. and helps uh, pull metabolite and helps your lymphatic system continue that system, helps you recover. And then chronic recovery, long-term recovery, is not only the accumulation of having good day-to-day recovery protocols in place, Mm -hmm. but having a cycle with your training load, having deload built in, uh, cycling your training so that you're not doing the same stress all the time, because exercise is a stress. It's usually you stress, good stress, but it is load on the body. And we need to regulate that and take into account what else you're doing at all mm-hmm. times and have an understanding of your, your life. So mm-hmm. if you're an accountant, yeah. <laughs> maybe don't have your high intensity training block during tax season. Yeah. Things like that. Yes, that's a good example. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is a good example. <laughs> yeah. I used to coach a um a youth team. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really important time to teach athletes, like if they're youth athletes, like, hey, it's midterms. You don't feel good. We're gonna take down the intensity. Yeah. Right? You ran the yeah, mile no, in the gym completely. today. We're gonna take down the intensity. Yeah, completely. Yeah. People people really forget that the other outside stresses influence their training and vice versa, vice versa completely. And it needs to be all encompassing and everything needs to be taken into account. Yeah. Your total, your total load, your total time under tension through the week, month, year. Yeah. And that total tension is your work, family, travel, you know, all of it, all of it, all of it, all Mm -hmm. of it. Like, for us in Connecticut, people do day trips to Rumney, a four-hour drive each way. I'm like, oh my who's, goodness. Who's doing that? <laughs> people, people do it. People what? do it. And 
And I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, you know, you do you, but I really hope you're not trying too hard that day because, like, you're exhausted oh, from a four-hour drive. Oh my god! You're sitting in one position for four hours, and then you got to drive home through construction. I'm like, oh my that's god! Good for you, but like, I get like frustrated when I do a day trip to Farley. <laughs> like an hour and a half (laughs) (laughs) or even the gunks oh my god the drive back from the gunks I know you love that drive to the gunks but driving back from the gunks I'm done I'm dead I'm like no (laughs) I don't even want to drive to CRG that's 40 minutes yeah oh my god yeah even like yeah there's some Connecticut crabs where I'm just like oh an hour drive (laughs) I know. I know you're like me. I'm like, I have to leave my house and I have to walk more than three minutes. This is a joke. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Who is making me leave my house? Who did this? Who decided this? Um, <laughs> but no, that is so important that you have to take everything in your life into account for your training and training plan and for it to be successful. With that, like, you know, I don't like giving, if you do this, you should do this because everyone's scenario is different but in terms of recovery like after a hard training session what would you what's like a good recommendation for recovery you know like it could Uh, be a span even you know like two to four days you know what I mean like yeah so just like you're saying everyone's different Mm -hmm. um and that goes like physically everyone's composition is different and also personality wise. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I like to give people a lot of options and talk through it with them and Mm -hmm. see what, what would work and tell people just like, just like finding your passion and hobby. You have to find like kind of filter through and see what's going to work. Yeah. So anything from like a short bike ride, yoga, Mm -hmm. um, some cool down climbing, a walk, Anything oh, yeah. that's going to take you out of that, that sympathetic, like fight or flight and put you mm-hmm. into the parasympathetic, but still has you moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also the passive recovery, especially in a, in a, um, a rehab type scenario mm-hmm. can be depending on the injury and the person can yeah. be very beneficial and necessary. Mm-hmm. And those yes. are separate, but both important. Um, We are taking a little break from the interview with Dr. Lexi to let you all know that I am starting something for all of my podcast listeners. If you are a podcast listener, you can get 15% off either of the training plan options that I offer. There is a full support option and a no support option depending on what you want and need. And you can do so by going to my website, www.facetheclimb.com, and then checking out the coaching page and fill out an application for either of the training programs that you want. And on the application, you will be able to write under coupon FTC podcast. Again, that is FTC podcast. And I usually get back within the three days time span, as long as I'm within Wi-Fi, if I'm not on a climbing trip, which... I've yet to really go on a climbing trip this year, so you can expect to hear back from me in three days. But again, go and check it out, facetheclimb.com, and you can get 15% off for being a podcast listener. So we're going to get back to the rest of the episode with Dr. Lexi. One thing that I do recommend to everyone that I work with, Mm -hmm. uh, going through rehab and often transitions into training, Mm -hmm. I use it in my training, is a consistent warm-up. 
Oh yes, huge. So yes, up, yes. Yeah. Please go, exactly please go on. Please go on. Go on, please. Please, please continue. Um, so, like a warm up that's exactly the same, and like you can change it over time, but you want mm-hmm. it to be really similar or exactly the same for a month at a time, so that every time you head into the gym or you get out to the crag, you could say this. You know, this twenty mil edge feels the same as it did yesterday. It feels good. I'm mm-hmm. strong. I can keep my intensity where it's supposed to be today or I'm dragging on this edge. I weigh 500 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, it feels yeah, like it. Yeah. I've got to pull back. And mm-hmm. that not only lets you feel where you are, but it teaches self-regulation so that we yes. can become more independent as athletes. Yes. And you don't, <laughs> I feel like I'm the only chiropractor that's like, stop coming to me. <laughs> Listen to me, pay me less. <laughs> I want the time off. <laughs> And we are taking a little break from this episode to let you all know if you have been enjoying Face the Climb podcast, if you've been able to take little climbing gems out of these episodes and start implementing into your climbing and see an improvement in your climbing, if you have found that this podcast has helped you look at climbing in a different lens and also go about your climbing differently and just help you understand that yes, what you are going through is valid in your climbing, no matter what grade that you are climbing at. And if you've been feeling those things, enjoying this podcast, and are looking for a way to support, you can do so by going down into the show notes and clicking on the buy me a cup of coffee link. That is buymeacoffee.com backslash face the climb. Again, that is buymeacoffee.com backslash face the climb. If you are looking for a way to do a reoccurring support for this podcast, then you can also choose that option by going down into the show notes and choosing the Buzzsprout subscriptions. Uh, absolutely appreciate your support so much and cannot thank you all enough. Seriously, that is, again, two separate ways that you can support this podcast. The first is by going to buymeacoffee.com backslash face the climb and or doing the Buzzsprout subscriptions. You can find both of those down in the show notes. And again, I cannot thank you all enough for the sport. I absolutely love podcasting. Now we'll get back to the rest of the episode. No, that's that's huge for the self-regulation thing. And then I think it's also huge kind of having consistent warm-ups then your body knows what it's about to do. Like there's yeah. the preparation part of it, like mentally your body's like, oh, okay. So I'm starting to do some maybe isometric king pulls and going through a little dynamic. It means that we're going to climb now. And Hell yeah. You know, that's, like, that's what it is. Yeah. It's preparing, but I also like, like the self-regulation that's huge. Um, totally. And I think that's huge as well as like coaches and professionals is when we give out training plans and also for people writing their own training plans to leave room for that self-regulation. So like you have it in your training plan, maybe your day is doing a certain workout and you have grades that you do for it. You have like a window of grades, like intensity, you know, so then you're able to self-regulate for how you're feeling that day based on your warm up. Right. That goes right back to like, 
So Jen, you write a plan for someone Mm -hmm. and you don't know what that Wednesday is going to be like in their life. You have to leave room for how Wednesday happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And I think it's also talking more about it to normalize that, like being like, you're not feeling too like strong today. You take it back. Like that's okay. <laughs> it's a good thing. Like it's that's, a good thing. It teaches us to show up. <laughs> yeah, it, you can show yeah. up, change what your plan was, and you're. It's going to be more beneficial because obviously, if you're feeling pretty crappy during your warm up and you're lagging, your session, if you're going to do a high intensity day, isn't going to be super beneficial and could lead to those injuries yeah. that you're talking about because of just like your body maybe isn't recovered enough. Maybe there's yeah a lot of tension going on, you know? Yeah. I think it's important to note, very important to note that I see a lot of people that come in and they're like, Mm -hmm. my neck hurts and I'm certain it's from climbing on the steep wall, but we have to take into consideration. Do you commute? Do you sit in your car for an hour each way to work? Is your mattress 15 years old? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you like hunch over your computer all day? Yeah, And I'm not saying it's a single one of these things, but we are often really quick to attribute an injury to one single event or time, especially if, you know, if we're athletes and we load our bodies, but just like the rest of our day can affect our ability in a session, the rest of our day can affect our pain and tension. Yes. Oh, that is. Yeah huge. Yeah. Because people will be like, Oh, you know, my shoulder is starting to hurt. Maybe I need to take it down some at the gym, but really maybe, maybe you do construction. Like maybe like, you know what I mean? Like there's other things or like you mentioned with the neck thing. Maybe you put a bed frame together last week. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe you changed your oil and you haven't done that in six months and you were underneath your car for three hours. Like, yeah, that's a long time for changing oil, but It's like those repetitive everyday things that you don't even think about. Like the posture thing is huge. Like, as I, you were mentioning that I was like, Oh, check my posture. It was pretty bad. (laughs) Like, you know, that those definitely play a part into the pain that you're having as well. Right. Just like our whole day affects our ability to exert energy. Our whole day affects how we feel. Mm -hmm. We're not just the couple hours you spend in the gym couple no, days a week. No, yeah. definitely not. And I think with, with that as well, in terms of recovery is, you know, neither of us are nutritionists, but like eating, I can't, like, I really want to get, who is it? Uh, Kiara on mm-hmm. of bite beta nutrition, climbing dietitian. Definitely want to get her on this, but you kind of mentioned before, like, how are you cooling down? There's also like, are you getting enough sleep? Oh yeah. You, know? you cannot like- replace any amount of training or like quick fix or like you can supplement and there are some supplements that may help, but no amount Mm of any of that will replace eating enough food, eating real food and getting sleep. Not the Taco Bell I had last night. (laughs) (laughs) We're people, we're people. I definitely admitted that I eat a lot of chicken nuggets. It's cool. it's, It's good to have every now and then. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not giving up chicken nuggets. No, no, no. (laughs) Um, But I think that sleep is huge. People don't realize how important sleep is to their recovery process. Yeah. And kind of going back to that self-regulation being like, you know what? I had a pretty shitty sleep last night. 
probably not the best idea to do this at like 85% max workout. <laughs> like, yeah, no. because also, you know, would you say in your, with everything in terms of recovery, you know, having lack of sleep, having like poor nutrition, not drinking enough water, cooling down, do you see or combining it all leading to these acute and chronic like injuries? Um, potentially, but that stuff's kind of hard to predict because mm-hmm. everyone's different. We all have different yeah. baselines. We all have different constitutions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what makes like working in this space so nuanced. Yes. Yeah. Um, and everything is kind of like, it could change. be, yeah. And like yeah. the things will, it and could like be. my part of the pie is, is like this, it's like a Very quarter. small. Yeah, it's, yep. it's a quarter, and then the work, the homework, the rehab <laughs> that you send people home with is three quarters. It's like, this is what I can do for you, and this is what we could mm-hmm. talk through. And then everything else is an individual's responsibility: is getting yes. that sleep, yes. is doing that work. Yeah, lots of it, variables. There is that part of personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Everyone's <laughs> you know, favorite. It's great. You went and saw a person for your injury, they tell you what to do, and then you only do it for two weeks. (laughs) Right. You know, there's that personal responsibility part. There's a lot of patients involved with injury recovery, Mm -hmm. um, varying on the intensity thereof, but that's why it's, it's entirely possible to rehab an injury over here. Say I, well, can use me as an example? Mm -hmm. I, uh, I got messed up last summer. Yes. Yeah messed up, which was a really good time, everybody. So (laughs) I got really hurt and and Jen was learning trad climbing or getting more into trad climbing. Yeah. And I had the three screams rule of Mm -hmm. pain. Uh, so we went and top roped some trad and I was still, you know, I got better like with my footwork and technique while I was waiting for my spine, ribs, and clavicle to heal. Yep. There's no reason you can't improve. There's so many different areas and niches in climbing. There's always somewhere to improve, no matter what you're working on rehab wise. Yeah. I think that's, that's key as well. It's not a ends all a finger injury, depending on where you're at on the finger injury spectrum doesn't necessarily mean you're done climbing. No way. You know, like there's so many things that you could still work on and work towards. Same with great time to strength train. Yeah. Strength training. You could watch videos, Mm -hmm. learn more about technique, you know, and it's not even necessarily like you need to be climbing to improve your climbing. No. And you still have to load your fingers. Mm -hmm. Completely. Yep. Yeah. You could find the intensity and edge size that you can load your fingers at and still climb a certain percentage for an amount of time, one or two days a week. You could learn a whole lot about technique climbing up five sixes. (laughs) <laughs> like you totally can like if you can tailor it to you and still learn you know totally yeah but I think that kind of wraps up everything that we were going to talk about super excited to have you on but we got two last questions okay what, what is your favorite crag snack and what's your favorite coffee okay we'll start with coffee okay mm-hmm. um coffee is like my my bougiest purchase I love it I consistently love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, I have a coffee subscription. I like a light roast coffee, pour over, usually black, mm-hmm. but I um, I often add my collagen in the morning because I mm-hmm. um, I hang board or I work out at home before I go to work. And if What's... I'm feeling fancy, I do like an oat foam. Ooh, nice. Gotta love the oat foams. 
Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. the what's the coffee subscription you do? You have Atlas Atlas Coffee. Atlas Coffee. I'll have to look into that. That sounds mm-hmm. delicious. A coffee subscription. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. And I love no, that. I, don't mind it at all. I love that coffee is your bougiest purchases. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I fully support that. <laughs> I fully support then, uh, that. I love that my coffee subscription comes to my house. It comes. Yes, that's nice. <laughs> to me. That's and then my nice. favorite crag snack, um, winter, winter and fall only. I make my own uh, peanut butter protein bars, but they melt in the summer. Oh yeah. Oh well, we're almost there. We're almost almost there. <laughs> no more appeasing the boldies. No more oh. ninety-five degree boulder climbing. Like okay, if I can, if I can almost hold it now. It'll be a warm up in the winter. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, do you have a summer, a summer favorite crack snack, favorite crack snack for the summertime? I got to say finding crack snacks for summertime is sh- it's horrible. Keep going. Yes. Baby food. Applesauce. Yes. 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 I love it. When it's like, you know, I'm not sure this is it. This is like getting on my, my project. I'm not sure if yep. I got this. I know I need like a little bit of sugar. Yes. energy and have a sip of sendy sauce and you're good to go and go I love it yeah I love it I love it well thank you so much it's been a pleasure having you on and I'm sure I'll have you again in the future on because this is fun thank you for having me this yeah. was great and maybe next time you know we'll be able to talk about all the fun boulders we sent over the winter <laughs> right all, all the boldies we went and visited over the summer yes so we could send them in the winter yeah <laughs> There's been a lot of visiting boulders. Visiting, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Lexi. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to another Face the Climb podcast episode. It has been a pleasure having you here. And if you're looking for more ways to dive into lifting and strength training, definitely go check out the free lifting guide, which you can find down in the show notes and or on my website, www.facetheclimb.com. This is the guide to set yourself up for success in the weight room and doing it with confidence. We dive into how to build up strength. We dive into auto-regulation, sets and reps, progressive overload to help you build that strength through educational videos. But then we also dive into how a bunch of how to do exercise videos like deadlifts, rows, bench press for barbells and dumbbells. This is guide is jam packed with information and an amazing resource if you're looking to get into lifting. And of course, make sure you go and follow me on Instagram at face the climb. I would love to see you there and have conversations. All right. Have a good rest of your day, y'all.